Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow with host Aileen Drexler. I'm having a relationship with my pizza. In a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram. Just doing my workout. Tuesday's arms and back. But feels anything but in real life. Is butter a carb? Yes. This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being. I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. From people who understand the struggle. I'm on the third day of my cleanse diet. Hello and welcome back to Diet Stars Tomorrow. I'm your host, Aileen. And in honor of 420 this week, I am very excited about our guest. She is the interim chief product officer at a cannabis company, Canopy Growth, Tara Rozalowski. Welcome to the show, Tara. Thank you, Aileen. Nice to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Yes, I'm so excited to have this conversation, especially talking about weed and cannabis, or weed as I call it, um, and how it can affect mood management and overall health and wellness. So yeah, thanks for joining us. So can you first, how did you get into this? How did you become chief product officer at Canopy Growth? Like what happened? Like you love weed? Like tell me everything. (laughs) Well, well, I do love cannabis. There's that. That goes without saying, but yeah, sure. I I'll tell you a little bit about me. And so I'm originally from Canada. I moved to the US about 12 years ago. I live in the Chicago area with my husband and two kids. And um, before a career in cannabis, I spent about 20 years in, you know, what I kind of call traditional, you know, packaged goods industry in a kind of brand and sales role back and forth my whole career. And so when you've worked at all the bigs, or as I say, kind of the usual suspects, when you've worked at places, you know, SC Johnson and, and ConAgra, these are powerhouse marketing and brand-based companies. And what I was looking for in years like 20 to 30 of my career, right, was something where I could pridefully, you know, build brands and build an industry and build a company at the same time. And when you have kind of that brand-based career, that is something that my resume was arguably a little bit light on. And so being passionate about cannabis as a consumer and cannabis for like all aspects of my life in terms of health and wellness, 
I just felt compelled that at this point in my career, I wanted to do something that was very like mission and, and purpose driven. And so that for me was such an easy cross section and transition to make for my career. And I just loved it. I candidly wish I did it sooner. Oh, wow. So what is your personal interest in cannabis? Yeah. So obviously I've been a consumer for a long time, you know, from rec usage when I was a lot younger. I mean, cannabis was always, you know, in play, kind of helped me through even university coping with like stress and anxiety. And then of course, just for me, like recreational benefit, like for a long time, I've traded out like using alcohol, for example, I don't drink much alcohol. I don't even as I've aged, it gets harder and harder, you know, the next day to kind of cope with like a headache or kind of just the aftermath of a night of drinking alcohol. And so a long time ago, I just kind of made the conscious choice to switch to cannabis for that reason. But moreover, I have my son, my son has epilepsy. And when he was diagnosed, he was diagnosed about uh, six years ago. And we were on a, you know, a pharma grade solution, and we were up to five seizures a day. And the, the pharma solution, the prescription was as disastrous as the disease. And the solution, the drug that he was on just made him very irritable, tired and angry, like I felt like I lost my kid. And so we went off that solution and we went into a cannabis-based solution. I feel like he literally got his life back. I got my kid back and we were, you know, reducing the instance rate of active seizure activity in his brain. And so that turned a page for me from kind of rec consumption and health and wellness into all of the different ways cannabis has personally changed my life. And so the chance to work in an industry in cannabis was a real honor, like came from kind of leading with my heart and my head, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. How long ago has it been that he is on cannabis therapy? Oh yeah. Thank you for asking. So he was diagnosed six years ago and then uh, we started to see some seizure activity um, kind of resurge about a year, year and a half ago that we, we couldn't control with cannabis exclusively. And so now he's on a hybrid like solution where he's got a prescription, but then he also uses a, a cannabis solution as well. And so for about six years, just for like yeah. kind of sedation of, of seizure. And, and that's, you know, relevant to my family. But what that taught me and what that really turned a page is there's just so many instances throughout my day in terms of health and wellness, where I personally now have entered cannabis into that occasion. If I'm feeling stress or anxiety, like I, I sometimes have like a physiological manifestation of stress, like a tightness that I generally feel. And instead of, you know, coping with, you know, other, other options, I'll take a cannabis gummy and it's really kind of changed my life personally. I'm happy that you found something that is working. Can you share more about the benefits of, can I call it weed? Like, is that okay? <laughs> or we'll call it weed, we have yeah. to call it cannabis. Yeah, I say cannabis. I mean, obviously people call it weed as well. And, and there's obviously a ton of benefits. Like one of the things that I think is most exciting about the work that I get to do at Canopy Growth is our work around mood management. The easiest way to think about it is like, think about our internal clock. You know, we've got this 24 hour clock for our life and how we do health and wellness. Your mood is very much on that same 24 hour clock. And, you know, what Canopy is pridefully saying is there's really no moment in the day where you cannot have an added benefit from cannabis that's tailored to different uh, things that we do around our day. So for example, like real benefits of cannabis, for example, when you wake up in the morning. So when you wake up in the morning, I often start my day with CBD to really stay like clear minded and really get on with my day. 
And then throughout your day, you know, cannabis really has been known to be beneficial for um, relaxation and also for focus. Like after work, a benefit of cannabis, like I was saying before, could really be, you know, switching out an alcohol consumption occasion in favor of cannabis. And for me, the positive trade-off has been clear-mindedness, no hangover that, you know, we all might have experienced from a night of drinking, for example. And then also, you know, around bedtime, like choosing uh, cannabis to help for a restful night's sleep is also another big benefit that cannabis has been like I personally use and is also known for. You mentioned CBD, and I want to ask you the difference between THC and CBD. But before that, so I hear you on all the benefits and like taking it all the, but my personal experience with weed (laughs) is that, you know, I mean, it's not like legal here in New York entirely, or as I grew up, it wasn't. So there's not really like that much control in like the type of strain that you can try or like the dose of a gummy or anything. So it's kind of like a, crapshoot in a way. So I have brain fog. I actually do experience a little bit of a hangover the next day from being just like so. But again, like I don't actually know the differences between all the possible strains or like a dose or things like that. So are the benefits strain specific? Because I'm sure they interact with people totally differently. Or is it dose specific? Or is it a combination of both? Well, my general guidance, I want to kind of come back around to it is that if you're kind of curious, if you're getting into the space, I generally, you know, often tell kind of friends and family, start low and go slow. So let me kind of, you know, back up. And then if we think about kind of the basics, right? If I can explain, like, at first, the difference between THC and CBD. So maybe let's kind of start there. Um, So both CBD and THC, right? They're both compounds of the cannabis plants. So what happens when we, you know, take part in the cannabis plant, what happens is these compounds that interact with our endocannabinoid system in our brain to produce desired effects. THC is what's known for giving us a high. It's got that euphoric benefit and it's got that intoxication or creates the kind of the quintessential high. Now, CBD, on the other hand, is non-intoxicating. So CBD is known for kind of relief of pain reducing anxiety, depression, even alleviating some cancer-related symptoms. But CBD is a non-intoxicating form of the cannabis plant, whereas THC is an intoxicating form that you're used to, that kind of euphoric expression of the plant. So that kind of at its very core delineates CBD from THC. When it comes to the high and what you're personally experiencing, what I like to say is there's no two highs out there that are the same. Mm -hmm. So I'll just focus on like THC and what you were, you know, experiencing before around like brain fog, or maybe one experience is is different to the next. And I find that to be very common, like no two highs out there are the same. There's highs that are very soft and sedative. There's highs that are very energizing and creative. And so how I like to think about it for me personally, how I start is how I finish. So let me unpack that. If I'm having a day where I'm feeling, you know, pressure or stress, what THC tends to do for me personally, is it really kind of takes the sharp edges off that stress, helps me let go. So where I start is kind of where I finish. I find if I'm like energized, and I have like friends coming over, and I'm sharing, you know, a THC beverage, instead of, you know, a glass of wine, let's say with a group of friends, that energy just keeps, keeps going. And so it's very kind of, personal 
search for what's the, the human effect that you desire? And then what is that level? And so I would say predominantly what I've experienced and maybe what you've experienced might have to do with many factors. It could have to mm-hmm. do with the amount of THC. It could have to do with the format. There's so many formats. So as you're earlier on in the journey, what you want to experience with all of the different formats and attributes within cannabis is what works for you. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your own fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some Smalls to my friend in Brooklyn who is fostering kittens, and they took to it right away. It is delicious. It is nutritious. It is easy to serve. Yum, yum, yum. Eat it up. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh, protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com slash DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. Guys, as many of you know, I've been on an alcohol-free journey. Please don't hold it against me that I just said journey, but I have. And one thing that I've really missed on this journey is beer. But now with Athletic Brewing, I'm able to get that delicious beer-like taste in my mouth without any of the alcohol. It's amazing. Just so you guys know, I used to love sours. I'm a big sour drinker and I really miss that taste. And now I don't have to miss out on it. It's amazing. Whether you're trying to cut back or you just want to explore a non-alcoholic alternative, Athletic Brewing is often a game changer. They offer a variety of different full-flavored brews with no alcohol allowing you to sip and celebrate anytime and anywhere. Do you like hazy IPAs, sweet fruity sours? Now you can enjoy this style without the hangover the next day. They offer hassle-free delivery right to your door when you order at athleticbrewing.com. Athletic brews bevs you can drink anytime, anywhere, and still go right back to whatever you were doing. It's a great fit for parenting, playing sports, watching sports, doing chores, late nights, and early mornings, so you can imbibe without worry. Try Athletic Brewing non-alcoholic beers for yourself. Use code DST to get 15% off your first order at athleticbrewing.com. That's code DST at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. So, okay, so just going back to this whole strain thing, because like that's my you know, knowledge of it, like the okay. sativa, when you're choosing what you're buying, like sativa or indica and like everyone's like indica is like into couch. Okay, <laughs> and yeah. that's how, you know, one is mellow, one is a little bit, and then there's hybrids of course, and things like that. And like you choose the high that you 
are in the mood for. Like you said, like meet it where you're going for, but it's still a little bit all over the place because sometimes I have the best time of my life. I laugh with my friends. It's totally amazing. And then sometimes I have a complete paranoid panic attack. (laughs) So that's what I'm saying is like, how do you, is it have to do with like the product that you're consuming and the dose that you have to like start low and then figure your way or is it a completely experimental process? So I wanted to come back to start low and go slow. And so let yeah. me ask why I personally believe in that. So let's start with strains. So THC does offer different strains. And so let's think about how to think about it. The most popular uh, strains that are talked about is indica versus sativa. But what I want to kind of demyth is that when you look at the molecular difference between indica and sativa, there is no molecular difference. And so think of indica and sativa more as like wayfinding that was created. And now there's associations in cannabis, even though not molecularly different, it's almost like what cannabis has become known for, if that makes sense. And so sativa is associated with something that's more, you know, energizing. Indica is associated with something that's more relaxing. But Mm -hmm. when kind of molecular testing came into play, there's really no, you know, scientific departure to make these two uh, discrete things. And so there is a little bit of that myth, but what we can think of it as an association. What is probably more indicative of your experience is probably other facets, like the amount of THC. So if, if in the start low and go slow scenario, if you are having a beverage, for example, that's two and a half migs of THC or five migs of THC, you may have, you know, a human effect, or I'll speak for myself, that's similar to, you know, a light beer. And so if I have 10 megs or 15, I start to have a human effect that's reminiscent for me personally of alcohol. But again, it all really depends, like alcohol, on how your body processes it. How much food have you had that day? All of kind of those different aspects of your experience will affect, even if you have the same amount of THC or CBD on a different day, you could have a nuanced and different effect based on all of those other factors. So probably less about like sativa and indica, although, you know, we are associative creatures as human beings. So we might, you know, aspire to a sativa that's energizing, but it's probably more likely that it has to do with the level of THC, the format that you tried, and then also terpenes. So something that I was going to kind of share and talk about and what's becoming more kind of commonplace and understood is terpenes, which is fragrance, which is the aromatic in the plant and not just the cannabis plant. Like so many plants have terpenes. Cannabis plants just have a high concentration, you know, as we are creatures who, you know, eat and consume with our eyes and our olfactive terpenes are probably communicating. If it's a citrusy fragrance, you might be feeling like it's something more energizing or providing Mm -hmm. that focus. If it's something that's more of like a earthy or a woodsy, even herbal, like some herbal terpenes can really connote relaxation. It's probably more likely that the amount of THC or the terpenes are giving that, you know, associative benefit that you're experiencing versus kind of a straight cut indica versus sativa. Huh. That's interesting. What about like the pro, like you mentioned the format, like the way in which THC can be taken. Are there healthier methods and are some unhealthy like that you don't recommend? Oh, oh, I see. There's, there's actually just a ton of different formats and it really is about like personal preference. So let me kind of just lay out what they are. So there's obviously there's inhalable products. 
So you can have like a whole flour and you can obviously roll that yourself. There's also pre-rolled joints that you can have and you can also make a product. So an inhalable product is also going to vary in terms of the amount of THC and it's also very rapid onset. So something to think about with an inhalable type product is an inhalable product is quickly absorbed into the bloodstream. And so you're going to start to feel that human effect, gosh, you know, within minutes. So I'll, I'll say like, for me personally, I'll start feeling like an inhalable product within like five minutes. And again, it could differ depending on, you know, every person and how you process THC through your body. But generally, you're going to see that inhalables are, are much quicker onset to that, that effect. Now there's other formats in terms of edibles and beverages. So in terms of edibles, you may have experienced a THC-like gummy before, a very common and popular format. And there's also edibles like chocolates, for example. And then outside of like a gummy or a chocolate, let's say, or a mint, you can also have a huge repertoire now of beverages. And so beverages and, and edibles like a gummy, they'll take a little bit longer. Like you might not feel the onset for like 30 minutes. Then you may not want to have, you know, two or three or four until you've understood like, what is that one gummy or that one drink? What's that human effect that I'm getting before maybe you layer on? Because if you layer on and then that human effect is maybe like you were saying earlier about what you experienced, you might want to wait and see how that first one goes before you kind of layer in, if that makes sense. Yes. Yes. I did not wait and see. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't want to hazard a guess, but I know when like I talked to a lot of people on gummies, there might be like a bunch of them, you know, taking it at the, the beginning. And then as the human <laughs> effect like takes hold, it can be a lot versus like waiting to see and then adding maybe another one. Yeah. Right. But in terms of the inhalables, is that inherently a little bit less like healthier method because, you know, for lung health or like your okay. organs, you know? Yeah. I think often cannabis inhalables are compared to like carcinogens and maybe some of the failures of the cigarette industry. You'll find that people will use different formats for different like occasions throughout the day. So I'll often use, you know, inhalables in the evening or in, in times when smoking for me is just not conducive to the situation when I'm looking for like really quick onset, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I so I find that people will have actually multiple formats either in their home or like throughout their day, depending on what desired effect they're trying to achieve. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. 
Just go to newly, that's N-U-U-L-Y.com and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. What about the other side effects of using THC throughout the day? Like munchies and, you know, like kind of those kinds of things that people do feel but might affect, you know, their own personal goals or their like access to their intuition of whether or not they're actually hungry or not. Sure. Like that. Yeah. You definitely, right. The, the munchies is almost like this ride along, you know, known or expectation <laughs> with like THC. And then as I've worked on my own weight management and health balance throughout my life, how I bring, you know, THC in is I think about it throughout my day. So when I consume THC, I often consume it before a meal. I was mentioning before, like I've switched out a lot of, you know, alcohol consumption occasions with like a THC beverage. And so I tend to line it up with if I'm having people over, if I'm about to have a meal. And so that kind of satisfies the munchies for me rather than like an incremental like trip to the pantry. And so what I try to do with THC for the benefits that I get from THC, I'll maybe, you know, time it with, you know, a meal within a reasonable amount of time. And so I've added THCV over the last year. I find for me personally, it's extremely efficacious to curb the munchies. And so I know that that is a lesser known cannabinoid, but is exploding in popularity for people that want the benefits of THC in the cannabis plant without maybe a ride along craving, craving for for food. I see. Interesting. I didn't know like there were so many different types of Oh, yeah. What do you call them? What would you call the difference? What's the difference between THC? Yeah, so it's a great question. So they're all cannabinoids. So we separated out what is THC earlier from CBD. And there are more cannabinoids. So one, you know, growing in popularity is THCV. But also, there's other cannabinoids like CBN, which is really known and beneficial for like restorative sleep. 
And there's other benefits, but I would say most commonly understood as benefits for sleep with CBN. There's also CBG. So CBG is known to provide benefits around focus, for example, amongst other benefits, but one of the leading benefits that gets talked about is focus. And then CBC, also growing in popularity, really beneficial for anti-inflammatory benefits as well. And so this is why I get so excited around kind of broader health and wellness benefits of the cannabis plant is there's THC and there's CBD, but now there's also growing popularity for CBN, CBG, and CBC for the associative benefits around like holistic health and wellness, which is very exciting. Also, I just wonder in terms of like the regulation of THC or cannabis rather in the U.S., it's different per country. Every state is different in the U.S. What's going on right now? Like where are we now in the U.S. and what is the like roadmap to legalization? Yeah, to your point, I mean, every country has their own regulations. So obviously, we're talking about the US, Canada, you know, country next door, federally legal for both medical and recreational use at the federal level. And in the US, we have 38 states that have legalized cannabis at minimum for medical use. And then we've got over 18 states for recreational use. So what you're seeing is broad acceptance across the US to have a regulation at a federal level for cannabis. Although I don't have kind of the legislative uh, timeline, but what we do know is that 70% of consumers in the US are in favor of federal legalization. And with 38 Mm -hmm. states already signed on for medical legalization use of cannabis, and then also fewer states than 38, but then for recreational consumption in over 18 states and counting, You are seeing state by state level move toward what will ultimately and undoubtedly become, you know, federal legislation. I don't have the kind of the time frame per se, but the just the consumer commitment, the uh, commitment in the U.S. of 70 percent of Americans wanting that federal legislation is very exciting. So what is the difference between recreational and medical in terms of like per state? Like, What can you buy or not buy and how? Got it. Yeah. So a state that just has cannabis usage enabled for medical, you would have to have a physician's recommendation and a documented medical need for which cannabis can be beneficial. And it goes back to, is it for pain management? Is it for stress and anxiety? And the medical cannabis market has really enabled medical cannabis consumers to safely adopt cannabis into their lifestyle as opposed to patroning the illicit market. And so that is a a regulated environment that breeds safety across the country and really normalizes the usage of cannabis for the betterment of overall health. And so the product formats, they don't differ dramatically. Like in a medical cannabis environment, you'll still have the opportunity to adopt, you know, inhalable products into your medical health and well-being um, habits and patterns. You'll also have ingestible products like a gummy and also beverages. In the rec market, you'll have the similar formats, but you'll actually have, you know, opportunity for different varietals than maybe are offered. Although, you know, all the time there is a broader assortment in medical, but recreational means that we can approach it for recreational 
uses and you need not have kind of a physician guided, you know, health and wellness plan in order to access cannabis. So in that recreational, you know, legal state, for example, I live in the state of Illinois and we've been rec legal for a few years. And what you'll have in a rec legal market is you'll have a dispensary environment, like retail storefronts where you'll go into that dispensary and you can purchase kind of at your leisure a whole host of kind of cannabis products in a medical context. You wouldn't have, you know, the the access to that channel and you wouldn't have kind of the availability of all of the products. It would be exclusively physician guided. Right. What about, let's say, with recreationally legal countries or states, like how does that work with regulation of use, like alcohol, for example, you know, their age boundaries or like what, like safety use cases, things like that? Yeah. Responsible use is paramount in the cannabis industry. So in a, in a rec legal state, I think that, that you're referencing, responsible use is paramount in a number of ways. So the, the retail environment is, is definitely age-gated. So okay. the, the state's uh, regs, for example, in Illinois, where I live, is you won't be in that retail environment unless you're over 21. Similarly, okay. uh, marketing efforts by all of the kind of licensed producers you'll find is also age-gated. So any website, kind of any interaction similar to alcohol, for example, there'll be kind of an opt-in around an age gate of uh, 21, like predominantly mm-hmm. in, the, in the U.S. And so responsible use is absolutely everywhere with physical locations, access to products, any marketing is also regulated similarly to really uh, make sure that as we normalize cannabis throughout the U.S. is that we're normalizing it without stigma and with a high guidance around responsible use. Okay. Right. I was, cause I mean, alcohol is legal, but you know, you still can't drink and drive, things like that. You talked about other, about misconceptions about cannabis, weed. What are other ones that you often hear about? Oh goodness. Like other forms of kind of misconceptions. I mean, I think we've, we've yeah. heard it all, right. I think there's the, the legacy stoner stereotype, which, you know, helps no one. I don't identify kind of with the stoner past, if you will. And I think it's, uh, it's kind of that legacy mindset that we're trying to squash as we normalize cannabis. And we really try to think about all of the healthful benefits that cannabis has and the broader usage versus some of the kind of the imagery and the, and the references of the past. And Mm -hmm. and some of the references, like to be candid, like some of the references are harmful, like, you know, Cannabis has its fair share of just uh, complete, you know, discrimination against, you know, minority communities across the U.S. And so the more that we propagate those stereotypes, the more we stay, stay entrenched in what's become systemically, you know, racist in terms of really, you know, rooting cannabis in the past and, and keeping minority individuals in the country kind of held back by misperceptions, all kind of intertwined with what cannabis is and what cannabis isn't, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. No, definitely. Are there other misconceptions that you were going to share too, in addition um, to? Yeah, I think like those are the big ones, kind of like stoner culture. Gosh, that's definitely out there. And then also I would just say sport. I think something that's really timely right now is we've watched kind of two Olympics like closer together because of COVID. I think, right. you know, cannabis use in sport is is definitely a major unlock. And I think there's still regulating parties that that haven't yet taken that opportunity to 
really heighten, you know, national awareness on the benefits of cannabis. You know, inversely, there's still a lot of athletic kind of governing bodies that look to really limit or eliminate cannabis usage without fully understanding its benefits to the point of even very publicly defaming athletes for usage of cannabis when athletes were using cannabis as opposed to using an opioid or something that could really not benefit (laughs) their sports performance in the long term. So I guess one timely thing that I'll share is that cannabis is not a performance enhancing drug. And so I think there's the stoner stereotype, but then there's also the stereotype that cannabis somehow gives people in sport an unfair advantage and that is not clinically correct. And that's another thing that we try to kind of thwart against. Right. There was the Olympic um, runner, Shakari Richardson, who was kicked out of the Olympics this last year because she tested positive. So what did you think about that? Just completely ridiculous. Gosh, I mean, personally and across our enterprise, it was just a very disappointing outcome. Like I know Mm -hmm. that Shakari had recently lost her mother and she choicefully used uh, cannabis to cope. And I, I think as a society, if we're asking our athletes to cope by using pharmaceuticals, or something from, God forbid, the illicit market, like, what are we really saying? Are we really saying that our athletes have to be, you know, superhuman and held to like, just unreasonable standards in terms of how they cope with pain? And if they choicefully want to, you know, bring a product into their life that is natural and naturally occurring, we choose to defame that. And I, I find that to be very disappointing. Like, I think there was an opportunity by the Olympic Committee to really fight those contradictions in sports mm-hmm. and sports policy. And we did definitely miss that opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I I think that there's also like so much more work to be done in like the education around cannabis. Completely. And like you said, that there's this really big stigma and the culture. I I would agree. I think you're right. I think you're right on with that. I think cannabis education is the single uh, largest unlock. I think it's a tremendous opportunity to educate consumers to just like, like we were chatting about today and thinking about the differences between CBD and THC and all of the the betterment, kind of the, the healthfulness benefits throughout your day and uh, things I've personally adopted with cannabis instead of say, you know, an, an over-the-counter product. So if I have a headache, I'll turn to a cannabis gummy instead mm-hmm. of another solution. And that really simple education for the can of curious, because so many people want to dive into the cannabis space and they're just not sure how because maybe they've been stuck in kind of the intergenerational war on drugs, if you will. And that's just been so damaging in terms of giving, you know, mixed messages and an overall lack of education, where if we educate about the benefits of cannabis and just so many opportunities to use it throughout your day for kind of the betterment of your health, that's a Mm -hmm. that's a massive, you know, switch in, in signal that will really help us normalize cannabis. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole 
Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Speaking of betterment of health, I read an article about people that are called pillow stoners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who, who get high to do Peloton workouts. Is this a thing? Like, I mean, in general, like people, I mean, it, tell me from your experience, yeah. have you taken cannabis and worked out and how has that affected your exercise routine or your experience? So I do work out. I you know, I pridefully kind of try to think about how to bring health and wellness in and throughout my life. And so, yeah, like the Pelotoners, I've, I've heard about it and someone had to tell me about it. Stoner sizers. <laughs> I don't have a Peloton at home, but what I have used cannabis for is like for run. And then right. more commonly, I'll use cannabis like after a workout. Like for me personally, if I've used cannabis before I work out, I find that I have more focus. And so for me, my brain, when I'm focused on something, when I've got that attention span dedicated, I can commit, I can commit to my goals, you know, more wholeheartedly, if you will. And then for me, being in my 40s, I'll just say it like for me, sports recovery is the biggest benefit. So after I work out, CBD is is my go to because for me, I use CBD gummies every day, like they're delicious, they're 10 migs, and I use those every single day. And I also do top up after a run or after a workout, because for me, the prolonged usage of CBD helps me recover after the workout. So Mm -hmm. for uh, pain management, for in between kind of workouts that I have that kind of recovery quicker. So where I find cannabis more beneficial, like again, me personally is after, after a workout, but I have used cannabis beforehand. And what I get from it is just that really acute focus. And that yeah. can help me kind of push for that goal. Or maybe if I'm going on a 45 minute run, now it's a 55 minute run. Like I'm just going to kind of commit. Keeps you going. Does yeah. it affect your heart rate? Speaking of running? No, not me personally. No, I've never found kind of that heart rate. I, I have a heart rate monitor because as I mentioned, like a couple of years ago, I was also working on weight management. I've not personally experienced kind of change in, in heart rate and especially like kind of after run, no different. No different. Right. Right. Okay. But other people, like just being in the industry, you haven't heard that that like there's, it affects anything physiologically in your body. I haven't, no, I haven't seen, I haven't seen anything about, about that. My personal experience is, is more cannabis providing that added focus or sports recovery. So cool. Now I just want to try Martha Stewart's CBD. (laughs) Oh, I want you to. Yeah. We haven't talked a, a lot about Martha Stewart's CBD. I mean, that is, that's a that's a brand that is a staple for me every day. And so Martha Stewart CBD, we've got now over, gosh, 28 different flavors designed. And what's interesting about Martha Stewart CBD and what she what she brings is this trusted advocacy for the CBD space and exactly for health and wellness. And so Martha is all about, you know, everyday health and wellness solutions. So, you know, kind of those tips and tricks to a better night's sleep or how to kind of, you know, curb that uh, stress or anxiety. And mm-hmm. all of the gummies under the Martha Stewart line, they're all 10 megs. We're up in over like 28 different flavors now. And all the flavors, what is so neat about the Martha Stewart CBD line is that all of the flavors 
are flavors that Martha has, you know, in her own personal garden. And she's probably worked with those flavors in like even her cooking in her own kitchen. And so I think a lot of times people think that maybe the work I do is more distant from the work that Martha does. And it's totally not true. And so Martha, you know, co-designs all these products, these great products with me. And just that level of, you know, high touch and dedication from such an authentic advocate in the space, it makes all of the difference in terms of how these products taste and how these mm-hmm. products, you know, have an effect on your life is, is just that, that authentic kind of connection that she and I have that she has with Canopy Growth in terms of designing the best tasting CBD products on the market. Yeah, I'm excited to try them. Well, thanks so much. I have one more little segment. It's called DST Confessions. So, okay, if you are, maybe if you take a higher dose than usual, um, what is your go-to munchie? Ooh. Even if you're doing it like, you know, after dinner or if you're planning a really good dinner, what's that dinner? Okay, so what would be my go-to? It's going to be... So I'm in the Chicago area. It's going to be a Lumalnati salad. It's going to be paired with usually like a, like a tortellini, like a stuffed tortellini. So I'll go all in because that's all kinds of flavors. Just fantastic. So that would be like the perfect meal. And if I'm going to snack after I'm going to reach for, oh goodness, I'm probably going to reach for a non-infused gummy, like a wine gum or a piece of chocolate for sure. That sounds good. I, you know, I admittedly, I have not done cannabis. I can't believe I'm saying things like that, but I haven't smoked or done in a while. I was pregnant for a a long time (laughs) and then I was breastfeeding and I just haven't, like I forgot about that action. Like that's a thing that's available. And so now thanks for reminding me. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And now you you learned all about, you know, start low and go slow. And it really is about expressive discovery, you know, and you'll be so delighted. Like as I've opened, you know, doors in kind of my repertoire and and changed things out, like especially OTC solutions for like a headache, for example, that Mm -hmm. was the biggest, you know, unlock for me. Obviously watching my son's healthcare journey has, has retaught me a lot of things. Well, thank you so much, Tara, for joining me on DST. So Tara, where can people either follow or learn more about your brands at Canopy Growth? Thank you, first of all, for having me on. This was so exciting. I would love people to check out canopygrowth.com. Also look me up, Tara Rosaleski on LinkedIn, where I repost a lot of our articles about cannabis research. And then we also have our LinkedIn page for canopygrowth.com, Facebook, and Instagram. And that is it for today's episode of Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'll be back this Thursday to answer your dear DST questions. Everyone go have fun on 420. Email us your questions, dst at betches.com. Call us on our hotline, 212-287-5650. And you can follow me at Aileen. And we're always with you. Through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Stacey Wong, and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com. Betches.